business, booze, and a behind-the-scenes look at being an entrepreneur. The Mind Your Business NKY podcast offers real interviews with NKY business owners. Hosted by Link NKY CEO Lacey Starling and business reporter Kenton Hornbeck. Honestly, you won't find a more entertaining business podcast. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen on linknky.com. Hi, Northern Kentucky, and welcome to The Sunday Story. I'm Maggie McDonald, Link's digital editor, and I'm sitting here with our politics and government reporter, Mark Payne. Today, we're discussing record campaign finance spending in the upcoming gubernatorial election. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good. So looking at this story, one of the questions I wondered is, why is so much money being spent on this race and where's this money coming from? Well, it kind of started in the spring. So there was a very expensive Republican primary and it started with this candidate named Kelly Kraft, who is married to coal magnate Joe Kraft. Um, she spent $11 million in the primary, which is kind of an absurd amount of money to spend, especially on a primary. Um, and she ended up finishing in third place. So we saw all this money spending on advertisements in the spring. Um, Kraft's campaign hired this huge uh, national media strategist called Axiom Strategies. Um, they've worked on... Uh, they worked on Glenn Youngkin's governor campaign in Virginia. They're currently working on Ron DeSantis's uh, presidential campaign. Um, so like all, the, you know, a lot of money, really big time political consultants coming into the state. Well, um, Attorney General Daniel Cameron moved forward from the primary to face off against Governor Andy Bashir. Um, and Daniel Cameron was always, you know, Republicans in the state were always going to rally around him. So Republicans control in Kentucky control every part of state government. They control, they have uh, super majorities in the the House, they have super majorities in the Senate. Um, they control all the other states' constitutional seats, which are made up of the governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, the treasurer, state auditor, and the agricultural commissioner. So literally the only thing that they don't have is the governor's office. And so they want the governor's office to be able to control everything. And so they, there's no <laughs> doubt that they were going to like spend big for this. And then of course, like governor Bashir's like campaign is also a big money-making machine. And, and right now he's out, he's outspending Republicans by about two to one. So now we're in the primary as of like mid August, um, medium buying a group that like tracks this political advertising spending said that so Democrats and Republicans have spent about 28 million and the overall amount that was spent in the 2019 election between former Republican governor Matt Bevan and Andy Bashir who won that race was 26.9 million so yeah just a, just a ton of money spent so far and again you know Democrats are outspending Republicans two to one at the same time in 2019, Republicans were outspending Democrats by about four to one advertising. And a lot of this money is coming from out of state. So in my story, I kind of detail, you know, the PACs, which are like political action committees coming in and spending this money on advertisements. PACs, of course, aren't affiliated with the campaigns themselves. So there's no like coordination, but, you know, typically they want something. So what's been interesting in this last round of funding or, or, or campaign finance reports. So the Kentucky Registry for Election Finance 
puts out reports every so often, like they'll typically put out reports 60 days before an election, 30 days before an election, and then like 30 days post-primary, 60 days post-primary. Um, but what's interesting about this latest report is that this billionaire from Pennsylvania is starting to really spend money on um, some of these PACs. And, and that money is going to you know, these PACs are spending money in Kentucky. And of course, there's there's money on the federal level, too. And some of the, the tracking happens through the Federal Election Commission, who just put out uh, major reports in non-election years. They put out major reports uh, every six months. Um, and so this guy named Jeff Yass, who is a billionaire who supports like school choice and charter schools, is now backing this PAC that's been started spending money in Kentucky called the School Freedom Fund. Um, and they're kind of attacking Bashir. Of course, during like Bashir's tenure, he's said he doesn't want to support charter schools. Um, in 2022, there was a charter school funding bill that passed the legislature. And as part of that, Northern Kentucky was scheduled to get a charter school. It didn't happen. Northern Kentucky University was supposed to be the authorizer. They decided they didn't want to do it. So it's kind of in limbo right now, but like Republicans are going to keep pushing for that. You know, it, it's not done yet. And so we're seeing all this out-of-state spending, but it, it, it kind of makes me curious too, because, you know, the governor at the end of the day, you know, the governor in Kentucky holds more power than governors outside of Kentucky because we have a part-time legislature, but everything that the governor vetoes while the legislature is in session, they can override. So if the legislature wants some type of charter school bill to pass, they can make it happen. So it's interesting to see all, you know, all this money come in and we're seeing a lot of it and we're going to keep seeing more of it. And then ads, the ads are going to keep getting nastier. So, so much money be, is being spent on this race, yet both candidates have made really limited stops in North Kentucky. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Andy Bashir, who's the Democrat incumbent, he, you know, is kind of able to use his office as a means to uh, campaign, essentially. Like they can't officially like campaign in their seat. Like that's illegal, right? Um, but his competitor, Attorney General Daniel Cameron, also does this. And they do this in a really like kind of unique way. Um, it's essentially like the power of the incumbency. So Governor Andy Bashir, uh, we're recording this on a Thursday, um, and Governor Andy Bashir was just in Covington breaking ground on the one NKY building um, down next to the Roebling Bridge. And so he's going to get a lot of headlines today. He's going to get, you know, you're going to see all these headlines in the press, like Bashir breaks ground on this building and he comes into town and he talks about how good the economy has been since he's been governor, how, you know, he's helped provide this funding for this building. It's getting like a wet lab, a science lab, which Northern Kentucky legislators really fought for in the last budget session in 2022. It gives him a lot of credibility. So when he comes and he shows up as the governor, it gives him like this authority position. He can be positive. There's no negativity whatsoever about it, which typically happens in campaigning. And so, uh, you know, people see that messaging and they see these headlines and they automatically just, you know, it's, it's authoritative. It's good. Whereas opposed to like if Governor Bashir were to come to Northern Kentucky for a campaign event, um, you know, he might spend more time talking bad about his opponent or something like that. And campaign events outside of like people that are political wonks that really like that stuff. Most people see campaigning and, and politicking as kind of this like slimy, nasty thing. They don't like these nasty advertisements. They don't like how much money's being spent on this, especially when there are other problems in the world. And so if somebody like an incumbent can campaign like that, they're certainly going to do it. Now, Governor Bashir does it really well. He's around the state, 
passing out checks quite often. Um, you know, he took up a lot of the news during the COVID-19 pandemic when he was on the screen every week updating Kentuckians on, you know, how many people were dying, how bad the spread of the pandemic was. And then, you know, there's been two major natural disasters during his term, the tornadoes in Western Kentucky and the flooding in Eastern Kentucky. Of course, like it's his job to show up to those places and, and help. But it also gives him, you know, time on TV. But Attorney General Daniel Cameron does it too. So, you know, he's the current sitting Attorney General. During his term, the biggest thing that's, I would say, the biggest public thing that's happened is the state has received about a little over $800 million in uh, opioid abatement money. So the federal government has sued some of these large pharmaceutical companies over their role in the opioid epidemic. And so states are get, starting to get money to fight this. Well, the governor created um, the legislature through a bill, created this commission. Uh, it was the job of the attorney general to appoint the executive director. Of course, publicly, General Cameron can, can travel and say, look, I've helped us get this money. I am bringing this to the state. Here's how we're going to use it. You know, um, And of course, he can say too, like, look, I'm fighting opioids. I'm fighting fentanyl. I'm fighting these drugs. And those are like really big good talking points that people want to hear. People want to see their government fighting things like that. And so like things like that typically go over well. And that means that they don't have to spend as much time on the campaign trail if they're getting like free um, headlines uh, in the newspaper for doing their regular job in media. We call that uh, earned media as opposed to paid media for a little extra, you know, jargon out there. Thanks for listening to the Sunday story. We'll see you here next week.